0: welcome back to walk-ins welcome and i think we've been on an interview uh sprint it feels like we've had lots of interviews recently i'm excited about this one because we've been talking marketing we always talk marketing but we're going to really dive into the branding side of things which to me is like the overarching marketing side of marketing itself because branding can represent a whole lot of things So we actually have Bethany on today. So Nick, tell us about Bethany. Bethany Meadows. uh,
1: I could give you a laundry list of her background. I'm going to pick with some highlights from the business world first. though. So Bethany, we've been working together for a long time through Vertical Solutions Media, which is your digital agency and branding agency. Uh, Time to Thrive Coaching. We've worked together on that uh, where you coach people in business. Um, We have Team Meadows, which is your real estate background where you uh, buy, sell, trade, real estate, all the things that you do as a realtor. Um, One of our favorite things that we use as an agency is our Fire Eaters hot sauce boxes, which is a subscription based Mm -hmm. hot sauce. And I know there's more. So wait, uh, if, you, if you don't want to
0: work with us, Urgent kids, at least work with us to get a hot yeah, sauce you get, box. <laughs> I mean,
1: if you, if you do business with us, you're going to get some hot sauce. because yeah. We're, we're going to light your marketing up. And then finally, and what I'm excited about to talk about today is Fuel, uh, which is all about that systemized branding. So welcome to the podcast, Bethany. Say hello to our audience and say one thing about you that nobody knows.
2: Oh, well, we're going to start off with that, huh?
1: Heck yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> well first of all, I want to say thank you for having me. Uh, this is a, a privilege and an honor. Nick, uh, I've known for uh, I don't even want to say how many years because that ages is out. But that's right. Um, the thing about Nick that I love, and if Nick asked me to jump a tall building with him, I would do it because I trust Nick. Nick has always been shown to be a, a man of integrity. And I love working with people that um, just share those kind of values. One thing about me. I tell everybody I know that about Nick. I mean, if I get someone asked, you know, what about Nick Hort? Should we work with Nick the marketer? I'm like, anything Nick tells you to do, you should trust. Because I've always known him to be uh, honest and just a great person to work with. So I love Nick.
0: We need Bethany as a perpetual we do. guest. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you on the next podcast, today. Anyway, keep going. No, I,
2: I, <laughs> I do not say that about everyone. Trust me. Um, so one thing about me that a lot of people don't know is I started my business as a single mom of five kids, four of which were adopted and had some, some special challenges. So Vertical Solutions Media, my personal uh, motto at the time was stay vertical. Um, because I'd gone through a really awful divorce, it was probably one of the most stressful times in my life, my hair was falling out, it was, mm. you know, that kind of situation, and so I was just really hanging on to my faith in that time, and uh, stay vertical was my motto, and that's why the name of the business is Vertical Solutions Media, that's where that came from, so it was just kind of getting through it with, with my kids, and I was homeschooling as well, and um, and so that's I just drew on all my corporate experience to process <laughs> drive like right. that whole thing of being able to do a business homeschool five children and do it by myself and keep a roof over our heads at the same time. So
0: that is just incredible. I've actually, have, I already know. So, words, so I'm like, I so wonder what you're so, thinking. So it's funny. Cause like Nick knows all this because I was reading some notes and I was like, Wait, she did what? Like, how, how is she still alive right now? I mean, with... Few people would survive that. Right, or have all their hair fall out. So it's just, um, congrats to you, to where you are, like, and what you had to go through. That, that's incredible.
2: I'd like to say I did it perfectly, but I definitely did not. Um, My neighbors came and knocked on my door one day and it was very stressful. I mean, 18 hour days was very normal um, for me to, you know. by the time I got through schooling and then did all the business things and um, my neighbors knocked on my door one day and said, we don't know, we just feel like we need to uh, bless you and we're going to pay for someone to come clean up all the leaves in your yard. And I remember in that moment, I just burst into tears because Mm. it was just, it was nice that someone noticed that I need a little help here. You're not, you're not the
1: neighbor who refuses to clean their yard or mow their yard. You're the neighbor who literally cannot do it because you're spinning 215 plates. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. That was it. It was just that, that was just a, a love moment for me. So I, it sticks with you, you know, when someone blesses you like that.
1: Well, Bethany, you, you heard me at the beginning rattle off at least five of your businesses. There's a couple of important notes here that I want to bring to the table about those five businesses. One, they all have their own unique brand. Two, they're all still in business and producing.
2: That's right.
1: That is somebody who does not suck at branding. So I want to talk about all branding possibilities Uh, from the standpoint of somebody who has started from scratch and and maybe doesn't have a brand at all to maybe even somebody who has this multi-million dollar, multi-state type brand uh, in the medical facility, but maybe they need to tweak their message uh, to better suit what we're going through today in the world. So let's start with that person that may be in a startup mode. They're just starting their clinic. They're just starting their practice. Let's talk about brand. What are some things that they should start looking at first?
2: Yeah, so I think one of the big mistakes that business owners make, especially when they're first starting out, is that they don't really have an understanding of brands. What they know is what they do, right? So you know, if you're in the in the medical field, for example, you're really good at taking care of your patients and um, you know that process, managing your staff, um, what have you, the things that you do. But you didn't necessarily go to medical school or go through this process of of building this business or opening this business uh, because you had a brand background. Um, So most of them come into it and they think brand is a logo.
0: I was about to say that. That's the number one one response I get. I have a logo. I don't need anything else, right? Right,
2: Right. and and so like a lot of times when I say, you know, hey, tell me about your brand, and they'll say, well, we have this really cool logo that um, somebody made for us. I say, okay, we'll dig into it. Why? Why is this logo cool? Why is it the right logo for you? Oh, I don't know. I just liked what it looked like, and that's the extent of the brand. But brand really is this uh, multi-level. Um, it's a living, breathing thing that mm-hmm. evolves over time and really embodies who your company culture, your customers' perceptions of you. Um, a company that does it really well. Think about like the last time you went to Disney World. Right. And I mean, the detail that they put into every aspect of your experience, that is brand at the highest level right there. So, you know, you have creative elements that go with your brand, your logo, your, you know, the little icons, colors, and things like that. And those things are important, but they should be a reflection of that deeper part of that customer um, experience that you're trying to create. Um, Another mistake that business owners make is they think that everyone is their their uh target audience (laughs) everybody's
1: this is for everyone everyone's
2: so (laughs) i did a workshop one time uh at you know at a library i had about 110 business owners there and i asked the question um you know who is your audience and the lady in the front row raised her hand i called on her and she said well everyone is my audience and I said oh do tell what do you you know what do you do and she's well she makes organic organic soap in her basement and sells it online and she says well everybody needs soap therefore everybody is my audience and I said well you would be wrong um, because not everybody wants organic soap nor is everyone going to pay four dollars a bar for it right Um, so not everyone is your audience and you're Unless you are a global brand, a Coca-Cola, a, an Apple, you don't have the budget to market to everyone. So you have to be very, you know, targeted and specific. But not only targeted and specific, when you have the right brand, when you've taken the time to really go into that depth, then you're able to speak to your ideal. Uh, customer in a way that really resonates with them, that makes an emotional connection with them, that makes them think, yeah, they really get me. They understand what my pain point is or, you know, what, I, what it is that I'm looking for, what I need. Um, so there's a much higher chance, even in the targeting world, targeting is ideal, but if you're speaking to them in that way, there's a much higher rate of them actually responding. So brand is so key um, to success for your business. Um, And it couldn't be further away from just having a logo.
0: Yeah. When I think about um, branding, talking about medical, one of the best things that I thought was a long time ago, I had met with a veterinarian and they said, oh, in vet school, they don't, don't, we think marketing is evil. It's not (laughs) a good thing. I said, well, I'm curious. I'm just curious. Why do all vets have yellow brick buildings? And she said, oh, it's easy to recognize. It's like, that's actually marketing if you didn't realize it. Just just in case
1: you were unaware.
0: And she started laughing. She's like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess we do believe in it, don't we?
1: Somebody sold them a bill of goods. Yeah. You you know, on a a much deeper level, Bethany, how does branding work with emotion? What I mean by that is we've talked a lot about in the past about it's not so much about what you say as much as how you make people feel. That's right. Or, or what they feel. So how can you use brand to make people feel a certain way, especially in the medical community? Like if you look at an urgent care, what, what kind of feeling am I trying to get these people uh, that are my right. patients? So
2: this, that's a great question, Nick. And, you know, one of the things I like to look at it, I break it down into touch points. You have your human touch points, you have your product touch points or service as it were touch points, and then you have your system touch points, and these these things can be mapped. That's one of the things that we teach inside that Time to Thrive membership that you mentioned earlier that we do. And so what we do is we, we draw circles at every part of the customer's journey. And inside these circles, we list all the touches that they have. So maybe it's, you know, they, they go to our website. That's a touch right? They're going to experience something while they're there. Um, They might call, they might get an email from us. They might get, they might see a digital ad out in the world. They, you know, all these touches, they matter. How you answer the phone matters. How you respond to a complaint matters. I mean, you can win a customer for life over a complaint, or you can have somebody out there bad mouthing your business. And giving bad reviews
1: or wear a t-shirt of an animal clinic
2: <laughs> i got
1: a story for you in a minute yeah. okay
2: <clears throat> um, so the thing about touch points is everybody um expects the big things everybody expects you to do what you said you were going to do where you really create that emotional connection and where you really create the wow factor is in these smaller touch points where you do the unexpected where you take it to the next level, right? Yes. Uh, one of the things that I do, like in, uh, well, in real estate or anything really, I I love the handwritten note. I, it's personal. It's it takes me two seconds to do, um, but it really it start, it starts building a relationship outside a, a of a digital relationship or a and you know a relationship that's just done through a, an email, for example. Right. Um, you know, in our subscription boxes that you mentioned, the Fire Eaters box, we do a handwritten note in there and so you know, just thanks for being part of the Fire Eaters community and sign our first name, whoever packed the box. Um, these are the kind of little things that actually when you do a bunch of these, like that you've done in your touch point mapping, Um, you know, you examine each of those touch points and you go, okay, how can we elevate this? How can we take this to the next level? How can we stand out in this noisy marketplace by doing something here unexpected that's going to wow our customers? When you can incorporate these throughout your touch point map, um, that puts you way ahead of your competition because they're not taking the time to do that. Um, so that's the next level kind of thing. When you're talking about the medical community, um, and you're talking about uh, that kind of service, people need to trust you. Mm-hmm. You you need to protect your credibility, um, but they also need to like you, right? Right. <laughs> if, if they don't like you, if they you know if you have someone at your front desk who's rude. Um, <laughs> That, that can destroy your business because they're not reflecting the kind of experience that you want for your business so every part that's a human touch point so right. every part of this experience that the customer is having with your business um, it could be the reading material in in the waiting room um, or what's playing on the TVs or you know how you're calling people in or the process of onboarding them through, uh, the triage, you know, all of that is part of the experience and we've all had bad experiences going to the doctor, right? We've all had where we've been about in the waiting room for 45 minutes. Nobody even bothered to apologize for the fact they forgot us or, you know, we got left in a room for two hours because they were busy and nobody even comes and texts on us and we're dying. We need a drink of water. I mean, some of these things, um, can be so easy to implement because they're thoughtful and they're, I care about you. You matter to us. You're not just, uh, part of a herd that we're, um, getting in and getting out as fast as possible so we can make the most amount of money. Nobody wants to feel like we're on the receiving end of that. Um, so as, a, as someone providing medical services, there's an opportunity to really stand out among others. And when you do, you create brand ambassadors, which is the ultimate goal, because mm-hmm. that's the kind of advertising that you cannot pay for. That's gold advertising. Right.
1: We call them raving fans. That's what we're looking for. There you
2: for. go. Raving fans. And that's that ultimately, though, that touch point map should all be driving towards creating raving fans. Um, because, you know, you'll have a waiting list for people who want to be part of your clinic or your
1: um, practice. I talk to my team quite often about if, if you will just get better at these things like customer service, these touch points, the market will demand that you get bigger. You won't have a problem with that right. if you do these other things right. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't use your brand and put it out there. Uh, but the market will demand that you get bigger if you you take care of these touch points that you're talking about. Uh, It's funny, uh, just a few minutes ago, I was talking about somebody wearing a (laughs) t-shirt. Michael, tell that story real quick, because it's funny.
0: I will tell it, but in the protection of the person. Yeah,
1: don't say the name of the
0: company. Uh, (laughs) So I have a client, I was doing a check-in with him and it it was in the heart of COVID, so it was a Zoom meeting and he had a shirt on. It wasn't his company, it was an animal clinic. I said, oh, uh, I recognize the name and everything. I was like, oh, do you like them? He said, no, I hate them. They killed my dog. And I purposely wear this shirt so people can ask me about it. He tells everybody, (laughs) he wears it
1: just to tell people how much he hates this company. Yeah. Think about that for a second.
0: And so we're like, let's take him off the list of T-shirts. Do not give that man a T-shirt or a box. (laughs)
2: Killing the dog is the opposite of good branding. Well, I mean, <laughs> <That's not customer laughs> there's experience. also
1: there's also a whole lot of things there that we don't know that could have happened or not right. happened. Um, the whole point, and even telling that story, <laughs> much like the touch points, is you can create an outstanding customer experience, but somewhere along the line, it only takes one person to provide a poor experience that undoes all the rest of it. So know. if you're a nurse is having a bad day and stabs you in the arm and misses the vein 30 times, that's a bad experience, right? If your front desk person is overwhelmed and they just mouth off at you, that's a bad customer experience. This is not what you're looking for.
0: Or or like uh, I was at a Burger King. Like I'm, I'm never going back to this Burger King because of the situation, but literally the employee was screaming at the manager in the back. I remember you and, that. I, and there were like four of us in the lobby eating and we're all looking at each other like, what's about habit? <laughs>
2: awkward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so like at that, like the food was fine, the service is okay. But then that happened like, yeah, I don't want to come back here. <laughs> so Bethany, being our brand
1: expert here, here, we've talked about logos. We've talked about color schemes a bit, but we've also talked about a broad picture. What are some real actionable steps that somebody who either has a brand or is working on developing their brand can take to make sure that these touch points are taken care of?
2: So, uh, well, then I alluded to it earlier about that touch point mapping. I think that's a good place to start is really at first identifying where all those touch points are um, and then measuring them. Like where are, are, are we doing good in those areas? Are, are, is this touch point, um, do we need to change it or is it operating well the way we have it? Uh, I think that's that first step is just seeing where the gaps are inside your touch points where you can have a lot of times when i'll i'll ask people as part of that brand process you alluded to fuel part of that product is in inside that survey we ask people what is the most common things that people say that are great about your company and then we ask what are the most common things that people say about you that complain about you like what do they say right um and and that's really what you're your customer base will tell you, your patients will tell you, um, you just got to be listening. Right. Uh, you know, if, if they're going to complain about this or that or the other, you have to have something in place to capture that information and then act on it so that you can next level the experience and it doesn't happen again. Um, you know, if they're complaining to the, the person at the front, but it never gets back to you, um, you don't have a system in place for it to be communicated to you. Um, and that's where all that learning takes place. All learning is good learning.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it's more painful than others, but all of it is good. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. We don't always it. want to hear the things that we're doing poorly, but right. if we're not aware of them, we can't do anything to change it. So I think the first thing is really identifying all where all the touch points exist inside of our company, figuring out the ones that we're doing well and the ones that we need to maybe create a a better experience. Um, And then throw in some real wow factors somewhere in in that journey where the customer gets so completely taken off guard that that experience is going to stick with them and they're going to tell somebody about it. We
1: recommend a fire eaters box for that. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Right. And I mean, that's a great example that that your company does um, when a, a new client or a business anniversary of a client and just out of the blue, they get this this box, this experience that's, you know, got your brand and, you know, little note from Nick inside and um, the feedback on that has been great. Like people right. are like, wow, it took them off guard. It was a, a wow experience. So
0: if have had doctors can't send you like a care package in the mail, as like Pepto-Bismol, oh, cool,
1: You want to talk about some liability. <laughs> yeah, of course, one. watch us mail something to somebody who has bad ulcers. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> you know, one experience <laughs> at doctor's offices, because they have so, it's like a bank, right? Um, at a bank, you have people coming in over and over again but you don't always go to the bank every week you might go to the bank every four or five months when you you know have a need that to to go in person because everything's done online a lot Um, the bank tellers who can remember people's names they elevate the customer's experience because they feel special they feel like I matter to this bank and I matter Mm. to this branch because they remember me um, if you have somebody have, at your front desk who can remember names, mm-hmm. that's a game changer for your practice.
1: You know who's really good at that? The Great Wall down. Oh, Every, yeah. every time I walk in, like, Nick,
2: what's that? It's, it's Chinese food
1: or Asian food. Man. And they're like, are you going to have this like you always have? And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. But they made me feel like a million bucks every time I walk through the door.
0: Well, I was going to say that the bank teller comment, I was a bank teller once. Um, and on the opposite side of that, how much a customer hates you if you say can I please have your driver's license to verify this check to be cash and they're like eyeballs catch on fire and they look to the teller that knows them and says why is this person asking me this question right now (laughs) right
2: right. so that's the opposite effect right right exactly the effect is well I I couldn't matter very much if no one remembers me
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. But I was a 16 year old kid. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was terrified to ask the question, but right. I had to. <laughs> right.
1: So one of the things that we wanted to do for anybody that maybe, be. Uh, well, let me back up a little bit. We had somebody call us from a previous episode of Walk-In's Welcome, who was getting ready to launch their own urgent care. And obviously, we don't do the launch phases of those kind of things. Like, if you know your brand, we're really good at getting the word out for you and getting lots and lots of new patients for you. But from the startup phase, we were kind of at a loss. We didn't know how to help this person. So I'm so excited because you have have. Why don't I tell you what, you're going to give away a brand package. Why don't you talk about that real quick?
2: Yeah. So we saw kind of a need for people. If we do a brand, we do a custom brand for people. Uh, it might cost five to ten thousand I mean just at the bottom end of that it could go right. up from there into hundreds of thousands for a national brand right uh, because there's a lot of that customization and things that go into it So we were trying to create something that would be more of an affordable option for a small business so that they they weren't just operating with a logo but they had gone through a process of being able to identify that depth, that perception that they're wanting to put out there. And a lot of times they don't even know how to articulate that. If you, if I just said to them, hey, uh, tell, me, tell me about the culture of your company and what that looks like. They don't know what to say. They don't, I mean, they haven't thought about it. They don't know, you know where to go with that where, or they're looking for the right answer. But there's no wrong answer in branding because you want brand to always be genuine, right? Right. It needs to be a your as a small business. It's a reflection of you, um, right? So it is your
1: personality and your DNA. It's who you. Right,
2: right. It's woven into your company, um, just whether you want it to or not. That's right. Um, So we create, I took all my experience and in working through these, you know, larger brands. Um, situations and I identified some really key components of things that I can take a a business, small business owner through that process of helping them sort and prioritize the values that make up their business. Um, And the, you know, the right questions about their customers and who they're trying to reach and who, you know, what the pain points of their customers are and um, and really, getting even down into the style that best fits with their culture, and identifying color palettes that um, you know fit with their with their style. Um, and so we've done that in a way that we can, as you called it, systemize um, this process to make it much more affordable, but still get a really great quality result of a brand a brand story, a brand narrative, um, a brand identity that has enough substance to it that it will evolve with the company and become a timeless part of who they are.
1: So your years and years of experience all packed into a questionnaire sounds super simple, But the whole process is amazing. I've watched it unfold and how you guys have put all this together and your team. And we're going to give one of those away. Did I just hear your dog? Is that what that was? (laughs) We're going to give this away. If you go to urgentcaremarketingpros.com slash brand, uh, we're going to give you a chance. Just fill out your name, email, a a couple of details there, and you get a chance to win this brand package. Um, We're going to give the brand package away 30 days after this episode airs. That gives plenty of time for people to get in there. And we are also working on, it's not ready yet, but an offer for anybody who doesn't want to wait, needs to get a brand done. We're going to go ahead and give you an offer there. It'll be on the landing page when you go there.
2: Fantastic.
1: I'm excited, Bethany. I appreciate you bringing that to the table today. Uh, You've put so much good information out there to the Walk-Ins Welcome community. We appreciate you for that. How can people learn more about you all your 200 brands and everything else you have going on. How can they learn more about Bethany Mendez?
2: Yeah, so the there's no one place to go for all the, <laughs> all the things, but the marketing agencies, verticalsolutionsmedia.com, time to thrive, time to thrive membership.com. Um, we also have a new coaching package we're about to launch there that provides a strengths coach and a marketing strategist that you meet with one on one every month as well as going through the the group membership. So
0: oh that's awesome. That's, that's pretty good. Cool.
2: That that's a really cool thing as well. So I, you know, this is what I do at three o'clock in the morning, Nick. I I think about things about how I can help people and then create something that makes it happen.
1: I love it. And you do it so well. Most people would go from thing to thing to thing, but you don't do that. You have a garage full of businesses. They're still there.
0: You still own them.
2: And a fantastic team to back up each
0: one. So and you can't do a thing without a team. Yeah, usually in the bios, like I've started twenty different companies, and now I only have one. You know, this is, <laughs> it's, it's yeah,
1: I'm in between companies at the moment. Bethany, we appreciate you. We're going to put all this information in the show notes. Absolutely want to have you back on a future episode, and I cannot wait to see who wins this brand package and how you're able to can transform their business with it.
2: Yeah, it's going to be fun, and maybe we can come back on the show and do like a. Uh, um, a study, a case study of whoever won. There
1: yeah, even go. better if we can bring them on the episode with us too. That will talk be cool. about the boss. yeah, that would That's be cool. Great.
2: Yeah,
1: All right, we'll make that cool. happen. Bethany, thank you for being a part of Walk-ins. Welcome. Thanks for
2: having
1: me. All right, we'll talk to you soon. See you.